0: thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I love connecting with you, doing whatever you're doing. And this is going to be a really great podcast to share. I think you'll be able to relate. And look, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. And if you love it, give me a five-star rating because it so helps in the podcast universe. All right. Now, when I was a young girl, the religion that I was brought up and taught us that anyone that was not part of that religion wasn't happy. In fact, they basically said that if they weren't part of our religion, they were miserable. Now, I didn't have a lot of interaction with people that weren't part of my religion. But when I did start having interactions with other people, like at school, that thought didn't ring true to me. And as I got older, I realized it wasn't true at all. But because I didn't have a point of reference growing up, I just assumed it had to be true, even though it didn't innately feel right. So let me ask you a question. Are you comfortable hearing the other side of the story? Are you comfortable listening to someone you disagree with? Are you comfortable trying new things? Have you noticed the older you get, like the less tolerant you are to others, or maybe even the less adventurous you are? Maybe you hang out with only people that agree and think like you. Maybe you watch only the news that tells you what you want to hear. Maybe your social media you're noticing is filled with people that feel the same as you so that you think the others are crazy. A while back, mine started to do that. I mean, I started even wondering in advance if a person I didn't even know would feel the same way as I do or if they're on the other team. I mean, how in the world did that happen? I'm pretty open about the fact that I love people. I can stand in a room and find something I love about anyone in that room. I promise you, I can. Then all of a sudden, here I am, and I'm wondering if like that random person believes this or that, or would they, they dislike me because I look different from them? These were things that were actually gro- going through my crazy brain, <laughs> and this is not normal for me. But I had allowed myself to fall into the trap of... Hidgen holds social media and bias. I sometimes would even justify it by saying, well, I don't want to dislike this person because of the way they believe, so I'll unfollow them or mute them or whatever it is that you have to do. When did that become okay? Why was I so afraid of someone that had a different idea of the world? Why does it even matter? This isn't a problem with the other person. This is a problem with me. We watched a documentary recently called The Social Dilemma. If you want to freak yourself out, watch that documentary. I actually suggested it. It's really good. It's a big problem, though, and more than likely, you're dealing with it, too. So if everyone is having this problem, how in the world do we fix a problem that big? Well, one person at a time, if you ask me. And it starts with each one of us. I believe strongly in personal responsibility. Now, I'm a product of my choices and only my choices. And if you're older than, say, 18, you are as well. I mean, we can only blame our parents for so long. (laughs) And that may seem harsh, but it's true. And if every single person listening right now decided that they're not going to be on autopilot, anymore and they're not going to let the latest news or their social media or the latest drama dictate their thoughts. We could be well on the way to making a change in how we think as a world. So many times we're letting things we read or watch or hear dictate how we feel and what we believe to be true. And we're kind of getting intolerant to hearing the other side of the story because the algorithm feeds us what we want to hear to the point that we think that's the only truth out there. And this is on any topic. It's not just you know religion, politics, social, cultural, whatever. It's on any topic. We have to be careful what we feed our brain. The world is changing very quickly, and the way we learn and how our young people learn is changing as well. I mean, it used to be that children just sort of lived the way their parents lived, and their worldview didn't change much from that. But now, with the internet, which is also called the World Wide Web, hello, (laughs) the world literally is our oyster. And that's a really good thing, but it can be dangerous as well. We have to be so careful what we feed our mind. Now, I've said this before, even with my design practice. We are motivated by what we see around us. I mean, what our friends and family do and how how they even style their homes, how they dress and how they wear their hair. When I was in interior design school, we were encouraged to get the Interior Design Magazine, which is mainly commercial design and it's really kind of contemporary. I noticed my eyes started sort of wanting to design things in the style of that magazine, which I liked, but I didn't love. It didn't feel like it didn't come naturally to me. So I started making sure that I balanced out my eye with other styles like magazines like Architectural Digest, Veranda, Malu, and Elle Decor. This allowed me to pick what I liked best and develop my own style without being too pigeonholed into one design style. See where I'm going with that? With the internet now, we have the possibility to do and see anything. We do not have to be pigeonholed into what we see or hear in our immediate surroundings. Being open to new ideas and new opportunities will help us grow and feel alive. When we grow is when we feel alive. How do we open our minds to that, though? One really important way is by being still. By not always having to be on our phone watching other people live out what we perceive to be a great life. That's what we do, isn't it? We've gotten so used to our brain being busy or occupied that we're no longer comfortable with just being still, with sitting quietly without reaching for our phone to fill our brain with whatever. Here's the thing. If our mind is always full, there's no opportunity for it to grow or learn. Think about that. There's no opportunity for new ideas if our mind is constantly being filled with the opinions of other people or the latest drama unfolding on the latest series you know, anything on Netflix, how do we, how do we even know what we want? How do we make space for new ideas or new thoughts that are our own? If it's constantly filled with other people's opinions. I mean, we are not our beliefs. Okay. We are not our religious, political, cultural, or social beliefs. We just aren't. We're human beings going through each day, trying to do and be the very best that we can be. I believe that about us. And most of us are. And I like to think that anyway. I was listening to a podcast last week with John Mackey, the CEO of Whole Foods, who was saying to look at beliefs kind of like your clothes. And I loved this and thought it was really good. You put clothes on and that's not who you are. It's how you're presenting yourself for the day, but it isn't who you are. I mean, if you're like me, I look back at old pictures and I'm appalled at some of the th- clothing choices I had. I was just like, oh my goodness, where did I think that looked good? But at the time they were probably stylish, maybe. Maybe. I mean, that's kind of how our beliefs are. More than likely, you aren't the same person you were five years ago. And more than likely, due to life experience, your beliefs are probably not the same either. And you know what? That means you're growing. This is a good thing. Now, I've started asking people on my Wednesday Wisdom what truly makes them happy. And so far, no one has said money, new cars, or big homes. It's usually something about relationships or purpose. Are you building that aspect of your life? If you aren't really truly happy, are you living your purpose? Are you nurturing your relationships? Or are you distracting yourself because that feels better than facing a life where you've stopped growing? My challenge to you this week, watch the Social Dilemma documentary, but my main challenge is this, delete your distractions just for one week. Hear me out. Just for one week, delete the apps you lean into the most when you're needing a distraction. And then add in one good habit to fill that extra time you're gonna have that allows your mind to be still. Maybe a meditation app like Calm, I love that one. Notice how your thoughts change. Notice your brain will do what it's meant to do, which is to be thoughtful and curious about new things. Who knows, you might like it so much, You never want to go back. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you in a few days. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together, and I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.